0: This week's featured artist is a true blue Chicago blues man born and raised in Chicago. He first started his professional career when he landed a gig with Hound Dog Taylor's band. He was uh, later part of the Wolf Pack, becoming part of Howlin' Wolf's band. Throughout his career, the the many Chicago blues legends he has worked with is endless, incredible list of talent that he's worked with. Uh, To date, he and his band have uh, released Four albums from uh, their newest release, Night You just heard the opening track, "Mary Who." It's been a long seven years since featuring this week's guest here on Highway Blues. It's great to finally welcome back from the band Dave Weld and the Imperial Flames. This week's featured artist, Dave Weld. Dave, hey, welcome back, and thanks for being this week's featured artist here on Highway Blues. Wow, I really thank you, Al. Hey, I'm
1: it's- glad you to- could do this.
0: Oh man I'm glad to do it. It's been uh, way too long, but uh, you know you don't get in no hurry when you uh, when you do projects. I mean you you and your band have been together for a long time, and uh, this is only your fourth release so i I see you, you take a, take it seriously with each uh, each release
1: the, the trick for me is I want to make sure that whatever I'm working on beats the last one. Well, you know, I'd actually
0: love the last one. In fact, uh, just for let's let's just uh, we want to talk about your new release, but uh, let's talk just a little bit. Why don't you uh, run through uh, your discography? I don't even have your first one. I've never seen it, never heard it. I don't even think it's available. But uh, tell you us about got a copy. <laughs> tell us tell us about uh, your your releases and when they were and uh, touch on each one of them for a moment, if you would. <clears throat>
1: well, my first. We, uh, we started the band about 87, 88, and uh, I was working uh, toward a record like uh, we had recorded for Alligator and we recorded Streeterville studio in Chicago. And so I used that same format, and I went and recorded my CD there because I, when I, before I was with little Ed. From the Blues Imperials. Uh, I uh, recorded at Streeterville, and then a couple of years later, I took my band there and recorded at Streeterville, and that was uh, on Blue Sting label in Belgium, and that featured myself and Little Ed and Ted Harvey from the House Rockers, you know, Hound Dogs band. Yeah, and we we actually did a lot of touring off that, and we went over to Europe and stuff. And then, many years later I think in the early 90s we recorded for Earwig Records uh, Michael Frank out of Chicago and that was a great recording and that was called Keep On Walking and, and it, was, it was and that led to a lot of tours and, and the band I had at that time was uh, Bernard Reed on bass, a legendary guy and jeff taylor on drums and little ed uh guitar and myself guitar and we toured off that a long time and then uh i replaced little ed when he went back to alligator after that i replaced him with a guy named ab Locke, and he's a saxophone player that's uh he was a little older and he was a chess legend he recorded uh he was a chess guy that was uh uh, recorded uh, on many, uh, uh, Muddy Water, Howlin' Wolf. Uh, he did Chuck Berry over there. Uh, he recorded with BB, Magic Sam. Oh, yeah, I remember Magic Sam very well. And then uh, Ab was a stable in our band for many years, about 15 years. And so when we recorded, finally we recorded Burning Love on Del Mar. Ab was there. And then we recorded our second album, what you're talking about, uh, Slip Into a Dream, and Ab was starting to get a little older. And we couldn't use him on that one. He couldn't quite find the air. But I tell you, that was quite a legend to work with, this guy Ab Locke, because he worked with everybody. Elmore, he worked with uh, uh, Memphis Slim. He worked with uh, Muddy. He worked with The Wolf many years. And that was one of his big gigs. And uh, Earl Hooker, Jr. Wells. and He was in the Icebreakers with Albert Collins, too. Nice. Yeah, he was, he was a great guy. And so we'd go on these uh, tours with Ab, and we'd be driving, and Ab would just break out with the stories. And he'd entertain <laughs> us the whole time, you know. So that was nice. And then we... Uh, you know ab got older and eventually he passed so he uh he has a place in our hearts you know
0: but you Ever know when when he left you uh and you did uh, slip into a dream you did some changes quite a few changes to your band actually you added a female singer then too as well didn't you isn't that when yeah
1: monica and i uh we uh wrote most of the music for that uh i met i had met her maybe uh, some 20 years ago I was doing a benefit for uh, the Crossroads Blues Society in Rockford and she organized it and we met and she offered to do some booking for me (laughs) and I didn't know she was such a singer, so she kept that under wraps for quite a while actually and then eventually she said well you know I can come up and sing, and uh, she started becoming real popular. And I had no idea of the talent she had because she was uh, she was schooled by Etta James at uh, the age of five or six. it Yeah, and she was actually performing on stage uh, here. I mean, in Rockford, in a, a place called the Hidalgo Club. Because uh, she's Mexican American, and uh, that was where the touring bands came through from Mexico, and she they had her singing every week, and she continued on bands, you know, until uh, until she met me, and I trapped her into this band permanently.
0: You know, I got to see you uh, your band uh, back uh, when that release came out. Uh, what was it, 2016? I think over there in Champaign, Illinois, at the Blues Blast Awards. I think you—did you close that? Uh, I don't remember. You were right towards the end. I had to wait a long time. I remember before you came out. But, man, you guys were rocking. And and I want them to mention, you know, you and I are about the same age. In fact, you got a couple years on me, I think. And to see you perform the way you perform, I mean— you're like Guitar Shorty. You're all over. I mean, if I'd have gone down on my knees like that, sliding with that guitar, I'd have needed some help back up, my friend. I'm telling you. So my hat's off to you, man. You really put on a show. Well,
1: I'm still doing it with the knees. I hope they hold out
0: for a while. Well, I suggest you get some of them... Uh, them pads that they use when they're working on concrete. You know, you could probably throw sparks with them babies going across the stage.
1: So, you know who was listening to us at that show? Right by the side of the stage, it was Eddie Clearwater.
0: Yeah, he got a Lifetime Award that year, I think. Yeah. hmm
1: So we're hoping, I talked to Bob Keiser of the uh, Blues Blast, and he said, there's a chance we could become nominated this year for this release. Wow. And I hope, you know, I only hope because it'd be great. Of course, we're up against a a whole lot of heavy hitters. So
0: uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, it, it, you know, it's, there's a lot of guys that are going to be nominated. I think we're in the contemporary blues side on this time, not traditional. And not rock blues. And uh, there's a whole lot of guys like Kingfishes in that category and uh, uh, Tommy Castro and just a whole bunch of heavy hitters, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, they all certainly walked away with some serious hardware this year, you know. Yep. So. But uh, if y'all just tuning in, I got Dave Weld uh, from uh, Dave Weld and the Imperial Flames. Incredible uh, band out of Chicago. He's been uh, playing with some of the greats as far back as uh, you want to look. You know, uh, uh, glad to have you back here with us here on Highway Blues. And uh, speaking of your latest release, it's called Night And we were talking a little off air. Uh, this is kind of dark. You know, I opened with Mary Who. And uh, you know that's quite a story quite a story
1: it's, it's some of it is a it's a composite story uh based on uh, uh stories I'd known and uh, incidents I'd known on the west side in Chicago uh, when when I was uh picking up my drummer for gigs was over by Clybourne and Norris and there was some nut on the loose there that was uh, cutting prostitutes with a knife, and and uh, we all knew about it and heard about it, and uh, it just captured my imagination. And then you think to yourself, what happens to these girls? What it, you know, what's it really like, you know, on the street for them? And uh, we just came up. We uh, first I came up. Which usually I do. Uh, I came up with the group, and then Monica and I brainstorm. And I was going to do a different theme for that song. I won't even say what it is because it's not so great. Yeah, I mean, and then she just said the name Mary who, and that clicked the whole thought process, you know, of the. Uh, the, the Forlorn and the Forgotten, you know, and uh, those that were on the street in 1975 on the West Side in Chicago and how easily they're forgotten. That's the message of the song, really. And so it's it's a dark story, but it's also, you know, it, it leaves you thinking, you know, about the care we need to, to give people.
0: And that's uh, some excellent, excellent advice, you know, keep, uh, keep a thought. And the people that live on the street, there's so many of them anymore just trying to survive. It's just, you know, and, and like you say, you wonder how they do it, how they, how they make it on the street. And, and in that case,
1: uh, there was no real law, uh, you know, because you think there's a squad coming by and all you have to do is dial 911, but it's not the case so much. Uh, in that era, it wasn't the case, and then, surprisingly, in Chicago after COVID, it's still not the case so much. It's it's hard to see a patrol car, you know, with cutbacks and uh, the way things are. It's almost uh, you're protecting yourself, kind of. You know, you're watching out, of course. But
0: I looked at uh, I looked at your uh, schedule and uh, you know talking about uh you know getting out and and uh around town here are you doing anything out there is it breaking loose over there in chicago where you're doing some gigs or are you uh you know just uh, having a hard time promoting this
1: no we have uh things are going pretty great it just uh i had a month off but that was it and that was for a different reason but uh June 26th, we'll be at Buddy Guy's uh, with this record release party. And it's going to be great. And we have uh, a couple blues... Well, June 11th, we'll be at the Alpena Blues Festival in Alpena, Michigan. And that's going to be exciting. And then we have the Granville Blues Festival. I think that's July 30 in in milwaukee and then we have a bunch of little supporting gigs you know where uh we travel and and then go back home the same night too you know well you know
0: it's good to see things breaking loose i know chicago was really just you know devastated it was one of the cities that was just really pounded with covid and it's good to hear that things are going back uh, somewhat to normal
1: we uh, we did make it over to Omaha uh, during the right before the pandemic. That was one of our last gigs before the pandemic. And,
0: and where was, were you in Omaha? Were you playing for like the uh, uh, for the Terry? Bl- Pardon me.
1: We worked for Terry of the Blue Society. Yes, yeah,
0: with the Blue Society. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, great, great bunch of guys. huh?
0: They really are. They've got so, their fingers in so much. You know, they are really doing their fair share of keeping the Blues alive.
1: It, it's amazing, really, when you think of it. They're one of the best over there.
0: They really are, and they, they uh, really go all out. And to make sure, uh, you know, not only the local uh, talent gets down to uh, Memphis every year, but, you know, they, they, they give to the uh, the members so much just like you coming in. I'm a member. Somehow I missed the show, but, uh, you know, you come back around here, I guarantee you I'll, I'll be there again.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds like a date. Hey, we did make it to Memphis ourselves. How'd that go? Uh, it was, uh, we made the finals. Great. We won the Windy City Blues Challenge, and then right before COVID hit, we went down to Memphis, and then we came back, and we had already recorded our album, uh, a lot of the album, with Tom Hambridge, uh, who was our producer. That's Buddy Guy's producer.
0: This guy is incredible. I mean, anything he touches turns to gold. I mean, this he's an incredible writer, producer, drummer. I mean, what a guy, man. He's and everything right now.
1: He's pretty cool. I mean, he's a very creative. And he's got a good ear. And he also has good direction. Because he gave us... He straightened out a lot of things before they got uh, too far. He uh, changed around some verses in cry, cry, cry and he got a good ending going for Don't Ever Change Your Ways, and he marshaled the guys on that, and he laid down a drum track with us. We recorded together on Red Hot Tabasco, and just a number of things he did, as well as doing some first-rate mixing. Uh, And he, he mixed down in Nashville uh, at Switchyard Studios with Michael St. Leon. And Monica and I actually went down there to help him mix, and it was great. I mean, it's fun to be with. You know,
0: I've never spent much time with him, but I've certainly seen a lot of the work he's been inv- involved with, and uh, he's just all over the place. He's just a, a, an amazing producer, and uh, he's got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, he got the Grammy with uh, Kingfish.
0: Well, yeah, you know, that was uh, really no surprise, do you think? (laughs) No. (laughs) No.
1: Well, I've
0: talked to some artists where, you know, they just dream about being nominated, and this youngster's already walked away with one.
1: Well, he's he's a pretty amazing guy, so what the heck, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you you guys have worked real hard. You've been, uh, I mean, like I say, you came back from the southeast and uh, you got on there with, uh, uh, um, uh, I went brain dead here. But anyway, you've got a track on this new release uh, with J.B. Huddle giving praise to him. And I want to be playing that a little later in the show. And uh, tell us a little bit about your time with J.B.
1: Huddle before I let um, you go, was a, it was a real blessing because I saw him at the Wise Fools Pub, and when I heard his slide, I, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't seen him before. I had caught him as a live act, and I hadn't heard him before. But when I did, I said to myself, "That's the way you do slide." That I mean, I'd heard a lot of slide guys and, and Muddy included and Elmore, but. And I heard JB, and I go, wow, that's really different. And he had, a, he had just a style, and I loved it. And But I talked to him on break, and he was friendly as, as ever. You know, he was like, I talked to him the whole night, just meeting him, and he and was great. And I just, uh, he had Lee Jackson on guitar, who was really good. And he uh, told me a lot of stuff, and we just kept in contact ever since. And then I talked to Jim O'Neill, Living Blues, who started, you know, Living Blues magazine. he said, why don't you do a story on JB? So I started going out to JB's house, and I did the cover story of uh, Living Blues magazine on JB Hutto. And ever since then, I started, I I had, you know, been trying to learn guitar, and I had been doing these little gigs. You know, my first one with Hound Dog Taylor's band on the south side. And my second, that was about a year for that. And my second with the Howlin' Wolf band after Howlin' Wolf had died at the uh, 1815 Club, West Roosevelt, that legendary place. And uh, after that, uh, I just turned, during that time and after that, I turned to J.B., and I started going over to his house in Harvey every Tuesday night, making that long drive, and it was worth it. And he'd go over rhythm tracks, I'd play rhythm for him, and keep him uh, from getting rusty. And then he'd say, okay, Dave, you play lead, and he'd, he'd play rhythm. And uh, we went over his music, and the ones I usually record are from Chance Records. And we talked about those songs. And there's one on this CD, uh, Now She's Gone. And I like the groove to that. And me and JB talked about that. Uh, Really nice. You know, he had Harmonica George on it. Uh, An original recording came out, Chance Records, 1954, and it was a 78. 78. And we talked about all, all those lyrics. And he told me, you know, you got to write a song, you know, like you're a full grown man. And uh, he wrote some rough songs. And so that's uh, he was quite the example because he was one of those guys that just put his music out there. And he didn't do a whole lot of cover songs all the time. Uh, he, he did his own music. And and but it was straight up blues, and it it was clever, and so people liked it, you know, like Hip Shaking and uh, Pet Cream Man and Twenty uh, Percent Alcohol, uh, all those. And so I put two on this on the CD. I put Oh uh, Now She's Gone, which was a slow drag, which was a, but it's got a good groove, you know, and then Loving You, which is an up tempo you know, boogie type of thing. And I combined it with Buckle White, one of his songs, Jelly Roll Blues, because I felt they were uh, contemporary souls. You know, Buckle White was a master and I admired him and so was JB. And uh, these two songs just seemed to come together. So I put them together and uh, it's real nice.
0: You know, uh, people don't realize what the blues was like back in the early days. It was rough. It was uh, it was uh, dirty streets of Chicago, to be honest. Well, oh, if you're just tuning in, uh, you're tuning tuned in to KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD. Uh, Lincoln's home of the blues, and uh, I've got. Uh, uh, my my guest, uh, Dave Weld, from Dave Weld and the Imperial Flames with me. He's got a new release out called Nightwalk. And, uh, you know, it's got just so much on here. And you mentioned uh, the work of JB and and others. Uh, who who were some of the... Uh, did you have any special guests on this particular uh, release here? Or is it yeah. just your natural band?
1: Well, uh, the basis is my natural band. But uh, he, sometimes uh, we travel as a six-piece. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's four. But the guys I use uh, is Jeff Taylor on drums and vocals, and of course Monica uh, singing her heart out, and she's a first, you know she plays tambourines real well, and uh, and then there's Harry Yassine on piano, and Kenny Pickens on bass. And uh, Roger, Rogers, on the uh, saxophone, and so th- that's my basic band. But uh, the guests I use, uh, one was Graham Guest, out of Vancouver. He's a keyboardist, or he's a piano player. Uh, we mostly use him for B3, but he took an awesome solo on piano for uh, uh, she was a woman. He, uh, he just, his piano solo in there is brilliant. Uh, it's wonderful. And so we also used uh, some uh, Sax Gordon, did some uh, great saxophone arrangement and blowing. He he blew a, a great solo on Hit by the 103. And then he put the uh, baritone in Mary Who, which really gives it a bottom, you know because it's got that kind of groove where everybody's hanging with uh, the main line and then we had uh, Billy Branch come in and play some harp Nice. yeah and so he did the job for me that George Merriweather they called him Earring George did for J.B. Hutto back in the old days back in 1954 he played some of the same notes too
0: well, you know, you got yourself an excellent release. Night Walk is the name of it, and uh, are you pretty satisfied with it? I mean, it took you seven years to put this baby together. I don't, I don't think you could have done much better than uh, what you've done with it. It's an incredible release.
1: It's it's to, it's honestly to the all the work we put in it. Yeah, Monica and I and the guys, but it's to the credit of Delmark Records. Uh. That's a fantastic label. And those guys are on the way up. They are really... uh, They're just on the rise, you know. And they put so much into it. They bought it. Uh, Julia is the CEO and uh, LBO is the artistic director. And they got it from Bob Kester, Mm -hmm. who founded it around 1960. And they got it what three or four years ago, and they have put so much work into it. And we brought this this it was like a demo, but it was a very finished demo uh, to them, and they just loved it. But they said, "Look, uh, we love this. We're you know this is we're going to take it and we're going to use you know we're going to do it's going to be great for you." But here, look. And then they proceeded to give us new ideas on the mix. They, uh, they polished the mix up, you know, like they put more foot pedal in the drum, a little more bass. They did uh, smooth out the vocals a little, and a lot of things. And then Julia herself mastered it. So uh, it was wonderful. We got on a Zoom meeting. Elvio and uh, Julia and Monica and myself with Tom Hambridge and his uh, engineer Michael St. Leon down in Nashville and we worked out all these little things and that last mix is what makes the this, this CD so good because they, they really threw themselves into it. Everybody did. And so without that you know, with help from all these folks, it wouldn't be, you know... It'd be okay, but it wouldn't be uh, so, you know, so thrilling. (laughs) Because to me, it's thrilling, honestly.
0: It's so clean. You know, some of the stuff that they did in the background... It's uh, just really, really, really good, and uh, you know, I, I just want to uh, congratulate you on the success that you're already having, already up for talking about awards in the in the background, and uh, so yeah, congratulations, uh, Dave, on uh, for you and your band on this uh, new release.
1: I wanted to say, you know, uh, also, what makes it pretty nice is Albio uh, and Julia bought some original artwork for the cover. And it's a, a kind of nightmare picture of Lower Wacker Drive in Chicago. It's a picture that's entitled uh, Lower Wacker Nightmare. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. It's the best artwork I've ever had for a CD. And then they got uh, Frank Hadley, who writes for a Downbeat magazine, to do the liner notes. So, uh, I mean, they threw their... So, Delmark really put a lot into this.
0: They still are. <laughs> well, you got a great group of musicians. You got yourself a new release. Uh, tell everyone where they might be able to go to uh, locate a uh, you know, a little bit of a copy or, or to uh, actually learn more about you and your band.
1: Uh, Davewell.com. Simple. Yeah. Or <laughs> com.
0: All right, well, Dave, man, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon and uh, and uh, sharing uh, sharing the production and and the making of uh, of your new release, Night It's a excellent CD, and uh, I tell you, there's a a lot of tracks on here. You mentioned most of them, but boy, I tell you what, when I heard Mary Who, that that is just a standout writing job right there. Excellent, well, excellent.
1: I appreciate it. It took forever.
0: All right, well, you uh, you take care. Good luck on uh, your touring uh, that's coming up here in the next month or two. And, you know, who knows, maybe I could get on out there to Chicago and uh, see you sometime here in the near future.
1: Well, when you do, you've got a place to stay.
0: All right, man, I'll keep you to it. <laughs> All right. Well, you uh, you you be safe out there in this crazy world and uh, enjoy the, the uh, success of this new release.
1: Well, I sure appreciate And uh, it'll be great to see you
0: when I see you. All right. It'll be great to see you again, no doubt. All
1: right. Thanks, Al. You
0: bet. Thank you, Dave. Take care.
1: All
0: right. All right. We'll see you.